Welcome to Beast Theory. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm super excited about wait, today's episode. Wait, wait. Before we start talking, uh. I want to change the whole subject of this episode and talk about <laughs> something else. <laughs> hey, I'm totally fine okay, with that. Okay, okay. I'm going to lead then and I'll just tell you what I want to talk about. It better be good. Ta-da! Okay, so what I want to talk about is a little bit weird, but I'm just going to say it. So... It inspired me from the last episode talking about, you know, reading as a teenager and why you read, why I didn't read and like what was going on in our family lives. And it just made me think like it's been 11 years for me since I was a teenager. Yeah. That's a long time. Okay. And it's been what, 14 for you since you were a teenager? A lifetime ago. It really does feel like that. Yeah. Well... If we could critically look at who we were as teenagers and say, <laughs> like, like if we were to explain now who we were, what we were like and who we were back then to somebody now, um, what would we say about ourselves? You know, like, yeah, I want to talk about that. Um, because I was thinking, you know, I'm so, so, so different from when I was a teenager I think it's been such a gradual change that it's almost hard to remember what I was like back then. But like, I was critically thinking about it. I was like, okay, if I was actually like, you know, um, what is it? Positive critiquing. I I think constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. I think we'd get a more accurate representation of what kind of people we were as teenagers by asking other people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because to be perfectly honest, I think my siblings have a more accurate rem- memory of you, of me. Because when you're in your own head, I think sometimes you don't realize. Well, you have you have um, good intentions, like you have good reasons for the things that you're doing. Like you have lo- logical reasons. It's not like you're just flailing and doing these crazy things, and people are. You know what I mean? Like in your own head, it makes complete sense everything oh, you do. I want to tell you something funny about me. Okay. That I've never mentioned before. To me? You've probably heard okay. this. But I know I've never said it anywhere else online. Okay. And this is about when I was a teenager. Okay. As a teenager, a lot of my friends were getting on MySpace and social media. Okay. And they'd be like, do you have a MySpace? Do you have a, you know. That was the social media at the time. I don't like. There was nothing else. Remember anything else. There was nothing else. But I was like, I remember my response. I said, I don't need MySpace to have friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's And so true. I never had a MySpace. Ever? And all, No, never. And all my friends did. Okay. Um, I remember going on MySpace and looking at their like pages. Yeah. You're like, I don't need it, but I want to look at yours. <laughs> and so I'd look at their pictures and their posts and things. But I was like, I was like the type of person that was like a little bit old fashioned. Okay. Um, in the, Actually, I could see that. I didn't feel like I needed that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I felt like I was also modern mm-hmm. in, in like my way of thinking and my way of acting. Yeah. And so my attitude was just like, I'm too cool for my space. Mm-hmm. But I think in all reality, I was just... I didn't like taking pictures of myself. I didn't want putting, I didn't like putting myself out there because I was kind of shy a little bit. Oh, times have changed. Like I liked my friends. Yeah. We got along really well. But it, but like taking pictures of myself and posting it out yeah. on the internet or videos like. Well, you and I, like I are very similar in that we take time to get to know people. Like it's, we're not like, 
one day we're best friends type people for the most part. I mean, sometimes it happens like with other people. You know what I, I mean? I You're better just, at it than I am. That's just the most ironic thing because here I am making a living on social media. And as a teenager, I was anti-social media. I know, media. right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I don't I like social media. I was anti-smartphone for and a really like, long time. Oh, you can make money on social media. I'm like, tell me more okay, about social media. Okay, I guess I like social media now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny because that just reminds me like, yeah, you and I both had a hard time warming up to people instantly. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember um, as a kid, like, I felt like I did well in social situations after about a month of being around those people yes. for every day. Yes. And then I was like, okay, now I feel comfortable in my own skin. Now I feel like I can be myself around everybody. Right. But before that, it was like very guarded. And I'm still that way. And I don't know why I just do that. And it's frustrating because I'm like, I want to be able to like, open up but i can't do it so easily i think part of it for it's me, like so against my nature i think the reason at least that i'm that way is because if i go into a social setting and i start saying things before i know the crowd yes then there's going to be somebody who's either doesn't agree with me uh-huh. and they vocalize that and hit you and like i'm like whoa okay well i guess i need to make sure i know more about them Yes. Before I say things yes. so that I know that I'll never say something that's not cool with this group. Yeah. That's weird. Why do we do that? Why can't we just be ourselves and unapologetically? Because that's the we're thing. people pleasers. We aren't unapologetic. Like we, we are people pleasers. It's because we don't want anybody to not like us. And so yeah. we make sure we know what's acceptable in that group before we say a word. And you might think, Oh, but doesn't that change your personality? Doesn't that mean that you are not who you say you are? But the thing is, it's not that it's I'm not It's just a censored who... version of me. Still the things I would normally yeah, say. Yeah, we, it's just less of that until we feel more comfortable. That's all. Yeah. But it's um, if I get to a point where I know there's somebody after a month of knowing them that is going to disagree with almost anything I say, then I'm just going to be like, okay, I know that we wouldn't get along together. And so I just won't really hang out with that person. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that. And that's just because I know they won't like me. Right. And so I'm like, well, I just don't want to worry. I'm not going to put my time into it, I guess. I don't want to get hurt. Maybe I'm scared of getting hurt. I think the beach theory is the first place we've ever had. It's like, doesn't matter what anybody thinks. We're going to say whatever the heck we want. And, it's and these are the things that really we normally nice. might not say around certain groups of people. Yeah. For fear of upsetting them or offending them. Yeah. But here we have permission to say, this is the real us. Well, and it's not that it's not the real us. Again, like in all of the situations, it is the real us. Then the complete us. The complete us. <laughs> We're yeah. still us on the other things. It's just a different Unguarded. Version. We're unguarded here. Unguarded, yeah. Um, so I wanted to, like what I said at the beginning, like if I were to critically look at who I was as a teenager and say who I was now, the way I would describe myself was emotional. <laughs> Sorry. Fun-loving. Emotional? Oh, I guess you were emotional. At, only at the end of every day. That's right. But bef- the like I okay, so like emotional. I would... f- sorry, I, I interrupted you. Emotional, <laughs> fun-loving. What else? Keep going. Um, confident. Like I felt very confident. You haven't changed at all, then, because you're still all three of those things. 
<laughs> um, oh, I was a big, big tease. I have, believe it or not. You're definitely still a big I am tease. less of a big tease than I used to be, I think, in some ways. And then in like Beck and Ryan show ways, way worse. <laughs> so was your teasing with the intention of making people laugh or making people cry? Because I would tease with the intention of making people upset. I was not very good brother sometimes. Okay, so to my younger siblings, I was mean. I know I was mean to them. This is the critical part, right? Like, that hurts to even say that, but I know I was mean to Amanda. I know I was mean to Jessica. Why? Um, Jealousy, probably. Just Jessica has these amazing qualities. It's so weird to talk about this, by the way. But she has these amazing qualities of being so loving she's always been so loving like she'll just come up and scratch your back or give you a hug and like she's a very touchy person i'm not um and she's very loving and i'm not naturally as loving and so i think i was a little bit um jealous of that you know i get it like not not and this is me now being able to put into words how i was feeling but i could not put into words how i was feeling when i was young you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm Sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm sometimes when Becca talks, it's nothing new or interesting. Rude. <laughs> so I'll think I'm gonna ahead. call you out on that. Next time you're talking, I'm just gonna be like, Oh Barada. <laughs> My phone. Anything else that's interesting. <laughs> Please save me from this conversation. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> if it's not stimulating to my mind. It's stimulating to mine. <laughs> Actually, no. We've had conversations where you're talking about your teenagehood. Teenager and you wander hood, off. And I'm like, where did my brain go? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, bored. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Makes me wonder if these guys watching this are like... <laughs> Looking away. Don't click away. We love you. We're people pleasers. <laughs> we want to please you. Well, uh, this is your topic. Okay, so... Um, so you have to interview me. Okay. What 90%... What was 90% of your um, emotional state as a teenager? So... That's a really good question. <laughs> um... Oh man. Say it. Dude, I was not prepared for this question. <laughs> so <laughs> I think The thing I, is, we're so far removed from that that we can do we could talk about even if we were not good, <laughs> you know? In in this way I have changed a lot. Yeah. Because my emotional state as a teenager, I f- I feel like was very dissatisfied. Yeah. Very angry. Angry. Um, I think I had a lot of ambition with no ability to manifest my ambitions. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a really hard place to be mm-hmm. when I'm like you stifled, stifled totally. And so, um, I listened to a lot of music that helped me to kind of, uh, let out like Lincoln Park stuff. I liked like Lincoln Park angry a lot. Music. Well, it just made me feel like validated in my feelings like i'm not the only person who's feeling this way yeah and it kind of was a release for that emotional buildup. 
because yeah. I had no other way to express myself yeah. without hurting people or hurting yeah. myself. And so I would just listen to that music. Sometimes I would turn it all the way up and my mom would be like, that music's really loud. I can hear it. And I'd have my headphones on. You're like, what? can't hear him. <laughs> and she'd be like, that music's really loud. It's going to damage your hearing. My, my, your hearing. And I was just like, so what if it damages my hearing? Aww. I don't even care. And I would just listen Aww. to it and I would kind of escape in my mind to this other place. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why I'd also go in my room and read books. Like we yeah. talked about in the last podcast. It was like a way for me just to escape my life because mm-hmm. I... You had a good life. I mean, yeah, I did. But you were just not satisfied. I think... It's hard to it's hard to really know. Yeah. I think being a teenager is just hard in general. Yeah. Cuz you know, you're dealing with all the emotions and there's like you know, puberty. Puberty. And, <laughs> and like teenager like girl, girlfriends and buddies and like yeah. you know, mom's always making you do stuff and world. dad's always making you do stuff and brothers and sisters don't respect you and mm-hmm. this, like there's just so many reasons as a teenager to be so grumpy all the time. Yeah. And I know I definitely was a lot. And yeah. I that's not to say I didn't have good days because I totally had good yeah. days. Like I I had good times all the time. Yeah. But like I'd go on a week-long scout camp trip uh-huh. and I would have the time of my life. And I would come home, be made to do my chores. Mm-hmm. And I would just break down and wish I was back on that camp out. Yeah. Where I could have fun and just be myself and be free and i remember having the same things as a teenager not like super angry angry but just like well actually no there were times where i was super angry about it where i just like i had gone to girls camp and it was freedom and then i'd come home and i'd be like in some ways i would be mad because or like a sleepover that was like the perfect situation where I got to stay up late and do whatever I wanted or not go to bed at all. And then I'd come home and go to sleep for the day and my mom would wake me up and be like, you can't, no, you you went on a sleepover. You have to wake up and you have to do your jobs. And I was like, but I didn't sleep at all last night. She's, <laughs> She's like, like well, I don't you. care. <laughs> you have to do fault. this. And I'm like, what? I hate my life. Yeah. Even though it was like, I really didn't hate my life. I just didn't want to have to wake up. Right. <laughs> I would feel the same way if I did that now. <laughs> I think the hard I just don't do that now. <laughs> the hard thing is looking back I'm like, man, what would what would I have done differently or what should my parents have done differently to help me navigate those teenage years that were so hard? Well, I think our parents uh, you know, my parents, your parents, they all were like, what can we do? And they probably were doing what they could, right. you know, like doing the best they knew how. And I mean, what could they have done? That's, that's a good question. Like, that's what, what would I'm trying you? Because we're gonna get to that point where we got teenagers, and yep. they're gonna feel the same emotions that we had. And I'm like, dang, what would I even do? How can we help? What can like? I think we're gonna do a lot of praying. <laughs> like, right? What in the world? I think. How can I help? I think a big part of it is being, like, just listening. Yeah like um feeling heard feeling heard because I, I remember my mom did a really good job listening to us mm-hmm. and we would have long talks mm-hmm. we would talk for hours and hours and hours and hours yeah um i remember sitting around and talking forever yeah um but i never got any of that from my dad mm. he was never one to listen or to give advice and so it was always very much like a 
too bad too bad you know and mm. and maybe having that mom and dad perspective would have been helpful i mean there's really no way to know yeah yeah for sure but i do remember feeling more angry at my dad than ever ever at my mom mm-hmm. um because i remember she at least tried to listen to me yeah but at the same time because of her sweetness and trying to listen to me and like caring about me yeah i i do specifically remember as a teenager manipulating her mm. and using that against her to get my way uh, which you know obviously well all moms i good. think have that <laughs> <laughs> well my mom and your mom have had that both happen i think it's happened i to can't you say too. all moms but it's happened to me too i know i see it and, happening and the to thing you. is even even when it's happening and i know what's going on i still feel fine with it sometimes and i think my mom knew too like it's all right right you know i wasn't doing anything sneaky i know i just want our kids to like know i love them like i i really 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 want them to know i love them and i i don't i'm not perfect but i want to do everything i can to help where i can you know like i don't want it to be i don't ever want them to think you know, I don't care. Deal with it. Sometimes I do say that, though. But it's only after being hounded for, like, hours about the same thing. And I've given the answer, like, a million times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, but as a teen, like, when they... I, I want them to be heard now, too. But especially when they're getting older, I feel like they need that. Right. I remember specifically bothering my mom to try and wear her out. So mm-hmm. she would get too tired to deal with me. Ooh, you done it now. <laughs> but I, I got away with it. Yeah. It, it worked regularly. Oh. Otherwise, I would never would have done it. I only do it because it works. Yeah. I want what I want and I'll do whatever it takes to get it, even if it doesn't matter if I hurt people. And that's how I was as a teenager. You know But what? I think I, that's also just how kids are. Yeah. Oh, totally. Every kid. Every kid will push till they get what they need. Right. Or want. Like, they'll do what they can to get what they need. If they're not getting it, they'll figure out a way. Exactly. You know? Even if it's candy or something that's not good for them. Totally. Like, <laughs> but that's that's how their mind works to in order just to survive. It's mm-hmm. instinctual. Survival mode, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think it's possible to overcome that until literally until your mind matures and you yeah. become an adult. Yeah. And like I it think doesn't just go away on its own. That's why I feel like sometimes I just let things slide. Yeah. Because I feel like it's they'll get better like think about true our first kid james versus max like uh-huh. we think the things max is doing is cute even when they're naughty right now because we know oh he'll get to an age where we can tell him no and he'll respond right but like with james we would tell him no like the second he did it and he had no comprehension of what we were saying but we were like, if we don't start now, he's going to be spoiled rotten brat. And he's going to be really bad. And we want to be good parents. And we don't want to be looked at as bad parents. You know, all of these thoughts. And now right. we're like, oh, like we just know. We took know? ourselves too seriously. We did. Like, but I think every parent does. Well, every that's because does. it's just part of the learning process yeah, of being like a parent. Like you don't know. And, and if you're not trying, you know, that's the thing. Like we were trying. And then every parent, first time parent is trying, like they're doing their best, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Because as a teenager, I cr- criticized my mom a lot 
for the way that she would parent. <laughs> I'd be like, mom, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Michael, you have created children just like you. <laughs> That's I, all I can say. I know I have. <laughs> it's your fault. But <laughs> just kidding. Here's the best part. <laughs> I'm still just as resilient as I ever was. <laughs> And so when my I'm not I, you you have born you I've born children from you your genes that are wearing me down. Uh, I'm I, I'm sorry, dear. <laughs> Good, thank you. I accept. Let's your talk apology. more about your imperfections. As a t- <laughs> this is getting too real. <laughs> it though it makes me happy uh especially like we went to florida right so we had been married for a couple years and we moved to florida we were living in florida and we pulled out some old home videos because we lived with his parents and um pulled out these old home videos and decided to watch them and it was um i just remember thinking holy cow michael has changed a million times over like he uh, can i even tell a video can i talk about it sure <laughs> okay we want a good uh we want a truthful representation okay. of our life as teenagers okay. so go for it so you were playing football with your dad in the always remember i don't know I don't, why this it, left such an impression on you because it stuck out so much it, to me i just remember thinking holy cow because i'm so different than yeah, yeah you are so like he was playing football and his dad did something like tackled him or something hurt him a little bit and he got really mad. He's a teenager and he like started screaming at everybody <laughs> and like not swearing or anything, but just like yelling and he stormed off. And that was like, it wasn't even that big of a deal, but it was so different. I had never, ever, 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 ever seen him act that way since I knew him. So I was like, holy cow, I've never seen this side of him before. And I don't, I don't think, I still haven't. I've never seen that side Probably of you. never will. And that's because you've just, you're not like that anymore. Right. We handle things differently we as adults. We just do. <laughs> but. Like there was a transition. It was, it was weird, but it was like, I went from, it was almost like right when I turned 18. Because yeah. my family started treating me differently. I remember specifically my dad started treating me differently when I became 18. Mm-hmm. I was no longer do this because I said so and I'm the dad and you have no choice. But it was more of a, what do you want to do? Like, it was almost like we're peers now. We're on the same level. Yeah. And everything changed at that point. Mm-hmm. And he started treating me like an adult, like a friend. Mm-hmm. Like my opinion mattered and what I wanted to do mattered. And that transition was like mind-blowing for me. And I was like, who is this person? Like, I almost didn't even recognize my dad because the way he was treating me was night and day different. So you felt like all of a sudden you felt heard and you felt like you, it, well, the thing is, like, I think if what what he did essentially was just put it back on you, your life decisions. Right. Cause when you feel like your life decisions are being taken away from you, you rebel. Right. Like you do whatever you want and you're angry about life. But if, if somebody goes, hey, yeah, that's on you. What are you gonna do about it? You're like, Oh, that's a good question. What am I doing with my life? Like you start questioning it and you start analyzing your own decisions and go, okay, wait, I can do better. Mm-hmm. You know, I can make better decisions. I can be better. Mm-hmm. And I have always loved how much it stu- that stuck out to you because 
then we got married, right? And all my siblings started turning 18. And like, I was like the first one married. And then Jennifer was married. And then Stephen and Amanda got married. Not to each other. <laughs> but it was like, I just remember thinking, they're, they're just like little kids, blah, 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 blah. And Michael's like, no, you need to like switch your thoughts and like treat them like adults now. Give, put it back on them basically the whole thing and I've loved that it's been so good and helpful to me to be like thinking no like they can do it they're adults they can do it they know it's just really helpful it's cool too because all of my brothers and sisters like when we were kids we fought all the time mm -hmm. and yes we played we had good times but we would also same with us bicker and fight and argue and literally that that as soon as we become the adult right that 18 year cutoff all of a sudden, all of me and my brothers and sisters, we never fight. That's so exciting. Like we, we always so talk through things and we get along. Like there was some family drama, you know, a couple of years ago, but that was not related to my brothers and sisters. No. And that was just a really emotional, hard thing that we all went through. Yeah. And so our emotions came out. Yeah. But we were able to talk through it and be respectful. Yeah. And we all still love each other. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of cool that we've gotten to that place and yeah. I just hope that it can always be that it way. It can always be that way. Yeah. Well, I put it on you and I talked about you because I, it's interesting to me, but, um, I didn't really finish talking about how, so I pushed myself a lot. I feel like as a teenager, I, because we didn't have a lot of money, I pushed, are you doing it again? Doing what again? getting on your phone because you're not interested in what i have to say you're just talking to them <laughs> this isn't for me tune say stuff listen i heard notification oh, i gotta check wow, it okay. <laughs> there's cut that part the out was that it was freaky you <laughs> <laughs> <It> scared me <laughs> that's my ring you flicked your ring you. across the couch <laughs> I thought it was a spider jumping uh, over. okay go so, ahead uh, we didn't have a lot of money when i was a kid so i feel like it pushed me to figure out what I could do without money. So I've always been very resourceful that way. But mm -hmm. I ended up getting like being in tons of clubs and being pretty like overachiever in a lot of ways. Not school wise, not with my grades, but with like, I don't know, lots of other things. But um, at the end of every single day, I would go in and cry to my mom about how the day went. And I would cry like it's like I had so much emotion just welling up in me as a teenager. I could not handle my life. It was so scary. I was so sheltered. And I was trying really hard to like navigate teenage years and do all of the things that I wanted to do and be around boys. And it was scary. And uh, boys are scary. I'm nervous for Ellie. <laughs> Just kidding. Boys aren't... Well, depends on the boy. You're not a scary boy. I try not to be scary. <laughs> oh, anyways. <laughs> well, yeah. does that paint a good picture? What have you heard my siblings say about me? Do you feel like I painted an accurate... Probably not. Everybody just loves you, babe. No, not when I was a teenager, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were defiant to your older siblings. You wouldn't let anybody boss you around. That's true. Which... Is typical of a young brother or sister. Very defiant. I mean, if my older brother, miss, I didn't have any older brothers. If my older sisters tried to tell me what to do, I'd fight them on that. Yeah. That's just normal though. 
And how was I to my younger siblings? You were a bully. <laughs> I was a defiant bully. Well, it's just the dynamic of all people, right? Yeah. Like, especially in big families, right? Like the older kids boss around the younger kids. Uh-huh. And then those younger kids defy the older kids and then turn around and expect the younger kids to obey them. Yep. So you think you're in charge of the younger kids because the older kids think they're in charge of uh-huh. you. And yet... Here you are defying the older kids and then the younger kids are also defying you. It's just this never-ending dynamic of power Pecking struggle. Order. Right? <laughs> Pecking order, yeah. And and it's all fruitless. Like there's no yeah, point to any of it. It's just a lot of fighting. You're never going to overpower your older siblings and you're never going to get your si- old, younger siblings to obey you perfectly. I remember like my older siblings being so mad at them so mad at them like you will never tell me what to do like i that gave me ptsd just saying that because i'm pretty sure i've said that like a million times to them (laughs) (laughs) but i remember them like physically jumping on me and squishing me like to prove that they were stronger than me (laughs) oh i remember my older sisters sitting on me and making it so that I couldn't move because they were always strong. Uh, <laughs> I was a super scrawny it's string bean. It's a sad day when your younger siblings get bigger than you and all of a sudden you can't beat them up oh, anymore. My younger siblings never. Well, Matthew. Matthew was always pretty much the same size as me. Really? Like as far back as I can remember, he's always been even just as strong or stronger than oh, me. Oh, man. So I was frustrated because I was older and yet he was stronger. You're like, I should be able to squish you. <laughs> and I definitely tried. But he would have nothing of it. So I became more of a ranged fighter. <laughs> Instead of close melee combat, I would run like, away and I would throw Pew! things at <laughs> Really? Well, because in close combat, he would always destroy me. <laughs> but I, but I, would throw, so I would throw my shoe or remote control or whatever. You, you were a thrower. Okay. I was the thrower. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> because That's why you're so good at throwing throwing things at people. Actually, yes, I know. By the time they got pelted in the head by that thing, I would go, uh-oh, I'm dead, and I'd turn around and run. And I usually had a pretty decent head start, too. <laughs> because of I don't know why you're getting so much joy out of this. Well, because I'm literally imagining a mini you running around attacking your siblings that we all get along with perfectly now, and it's really entertaining in my mind. <laughs> But I'm like also at the same time laughing because I can imagine all of the things I did that were the, like pretty much the exact same things, uh, except I just got in yelling fights with Andrew so bad. Like it was really bad. I remember having yelling fights. <sighs> so, so bad. And and it was good actually because when he went on his mission to Washington, I grew up a little bit i was i went from 14 to 16 so when he got back i was 16 you skipped 15 altogether huh (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, no i think it might have been from 15 16 17 something like that um i think that sounds more right that so like by the time he got back i was practically an adult and i wasn't so i don't know immature anymore and i decided i didn't want to fight with him anymore at that point because it was really bad like we really fought horribly and uh, did not get along and i just remember like any injustice with him i would just fight 
so hard. Like I would yell and scream at him. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell Ryan what to do. You can't tell anybody what to do. Even now you have a pretty short fuse with Andrew. I know. Like you'll tolerate him. But as soon as he does anything that's like triggering to you, you snap and you're like, well, I don't get mad, but I leave. Right. Like, I'm like, okay, that's my cue. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, just sibling stuff. It's not like he's amazing. He's an amazing person. But I have previous history, you know, that I still have triggers to, I guess. And so I can't, I can't handle it. And even though like. It's funny because if our relationship started now with the way he is now, it would be fine. Like totally fine because he's grown up just like we're talking about how we've grown up so much, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but that's not how it is. I still have memories and so I I get triggered and I can't, can't handle life sometimes. (laughs) Well, I hope this painted a good picture of our teenage years (laughs) and like how we were as people, which is just normal. Which is funny. I feel like if I would have met him before your mission, I don't know. I don't know what it would be like. I would have been so intimidated by you. Really? I would not have barely been able to even talk to you. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) I think I would have liked being around you, but I wouldn't have hardly said anything. Really? Like if it was a one-on-one, I think we would have had a really good time. Yeah. Because I did well one-on-one, even with girls that were intimidating to me. Okay. But in a group setting, like with like a mutual, like at a youth activity. Yeah. And there was like a bunch of my friends and a bunch of girls. I think I would have just been really quiet around What's you. funny is I liked quiet people. That's true. All grown up, I was like. But I was loud with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if there wasn't a cute girl around, I'd be really loud with my friends. <laughs> Very rowdy. I was um, pretty much the same. If there were a whole bunch of people around, I wasn't super loud. Unless I had grown up with them and I felt really comfortable with them, then I would just be myself and really loud and obnoxious. Um, but if there you were other people that were around me that intimidated me, I would just be quiet. But you you have this personality that gives people permission to be themselves. Mm, and makes you. people feel comfortable with being normal. Like, yeah. I think... At least you did when I met you. Okay. But like, even when you met me, you felt no pressure. Yeah. Right? And you've talked about this before. Yeah. Whereas if you were like, ooh, I really like him, you probably would have acted I would have, differently. I would have acted so differently. But the Which thing would is, have been making it harder for me to feel comfortable. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because both of us were like, no pressure, zero. It was like, actually, you had more pressure than I did because you were actually trying to impress me. <laughs> But I was not trying to impress. But you I at was all. I was just more confident. Yeah. I wasn't a teenager when we met. So, yeah. And I was I'd gotten off my mission, so I wasn't scared anymore. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. But Michael's... when I was a teenager, I was definitely scared. <laughs> when we were, uh, when I was a teenager, if Michael would have been at my high school, not homeschooled, uh, he would have been one of the popular guys that was like, oh yeah, you would have. I can guarantee it. Like. <laughs> Maybe it was the caliber of people I went to high school with or something. You're judging me based on my adult (laughs) attitude and personality. Yes, I am. If you had known me as a teenager, I don't think you'd be saying those same things. I still think I would be saying those same things. Maybe. Because because the thing is... I was pretty popular among my friends. You were. I intentionally chose friends who were younger than me because they they, I had instant uh, credibility just because of the fact that I was older. 
Yeah. Because the kids that were all my age didn't like me. I chose people who are I was comfortable around too. Like people that I felt safe with, people that I um didn't feel intimidated by, I guess. And that's and I think most people are like that. Like you don't always try to be friends with the people who you're super, super intimidated with. At least that's how I am, I guess. Well, anyway. We gotta wrap it up before the camera dies. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for watching Beach Theory. I hope you guys like this episode. This is a fun, fun surprise. Yeah, I like it. Good job. I don't know if we if we accurately re represented ourselves. It'd be fun teenagers. to do an episode where we literally interview all of our siblings yes. and have them tell us about what kind of people we I don't know if we can handle it. <laughs> we should do it. <laughs> Maybe we should. Yes, we should. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.